where we are at. You know, there are religions out there that expect you to go to certain places or do certain things, but I'm so glad that I serve the one true God who says, call my name, call my name. You don't have to travel across the world. You don't have to get on a big boat and and go do something spectacular. You just got to call on that name. Amen. Amen. Come on. I want to thank you for helping uh, Missions in March be just spectacular. And uh, last week we had one of, you may have seen my post, I posted about this on social media. We had one of the most powerful worship services that I've ever been involved in. Uh, Gifts of the Spirit, uh, you know, being used, God using people, prophecy being given. And uh, that's the kind of thing that I get really excited about. Come on, we come into this house and we worship together and God just moves. There's something there, church. And I just, you know, I sat there and, and, and God just, God spoke to me. I'm over here on this microphone trying to sing, trying to, you know, not just cry so much. My contacts fall out and, and the tears are just coming because family, when I, when I feel that presence of an awesome God, I just can't. Okay. And so, and I go and I sit down and these guys are ministering and it's just so powerful. And I just sat there and just wept almost the entire service. And then, and I'm thinking, man, I hope he doesn't ask me to get back up again because I don't know, I'm gonna have to compose myself. And so I'm just thankful for the things that God does in Teen Challenge and for the things that God's doing in this community and for the things that God's doing in this church. You know, Satan tried to take this church out a few weeks ago. Fail. And he's gonna try to take you out spiritually. Fail. Come on. Come on, we're going to cling to God. We're going to cling and hold fast to the things that we know are good and true. Amen. Would you turn with me in your Bibles to Joshua chapter 1. I want to uh, just bring a message briefly this morning called New Normal. And so let's read really quickly um, so I can uh, let First Lady. Hey, by the way, can we just celebrate together? First Lady's birthday is today. Yeah, come on. She's into me. Um, Oh boy. Joshua 1, chapter 1, verse 1 says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, he said this, listen to this, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. Can we pray together? God, thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your goodness. I just pray that you give me the words to say this morning that I could connect with your people. Thank you, Jesus for redemption. Thank you, Jesus, for sending the Holy Spirit. We worship you. Amen. Thank you, First Lady, for backing me up. So I want to I just bring a message this morning called New Normal. Some of you heard that term a couple years ago, 
uh, there were people, maybe you were watching the news, and you heard that term, new normal. And there was a bunch of different things going on, right? You guys remember 2020? It was a little crazy. It was a little wacky, right? You know? And so th there, there was this term called new normal. And what that term meant was things are not going to be the same ever again. Things have changed. And I started to look at this because I thought somebody made that up, like specifically to COVID. But evidently, it's a term that had been used uh, in education for a while. And so, new normal. And so, I got to thinking about, you know, new normal is not something that you just face with COVID. And I'm afraid, I'm going to try not to get really political here, but I'm afraid that that word was used a little bit to condition us to say, hey, new normal, you're going to have to get an a, a, a ouchie shot before you can go somewhere. I think maybe it was used to that extent a little bit. You know, and new normal, expect, you know, long lines and expect higher prices and expect all this negative. So I think it maybe got used like this. But I realized new normal applies to a lot of different things, family. Listen, if you go to someone's house and you're having a fellowship dinner and you use their toilet and it flushed up, new normal. Okay, things are changed. All right, we're climbing out the window and leaving. Okay, we're never going back to that. No, no don't do that. So uh, let, let's say, what if you take your wife out to a steakhouse for her birthday and she's not feeling super hungry so she doesn't eat all of her steak and she orders a box and it's your job, hashtag you had one job, to pick the, the to-go box up and leave with it but you leave it sitting on the table. Hashtag new normal, okay? You, you dork, you left your wife's stuff. Yeah, it happened last night, y'all. I left it sitting right on the table, man, but I, I did get my hat and my sunglasses so, you know, we Gucci. <laughs> Gucci. Listen, new normal dads, when all of a sudden your teenage daughter brings a dude to your house, ah, new normal, okay? Things are different. Things are changing. And new normal, a lot of times that can seem like a bad thing. Maybe it is, okay? Uh, but I think that God can put new normal into your life to grow you. I think that God can put new normal into your life to uh, bring you to a place that you need to be. So let's look at Joshua. I love the story of Joshua. And do you know that uh, the Jewish people, they thought that Joshua was going to come back, okay? That's who they thought the Messiah was. They thought that the, the, the Messiah was, a, was the second Joshua, okay? Jesus, we say the name Jesus. Jesus' Hebrew name is Yahshua. Does that sound familiar to anything? Okay? They really believed that. They looked for the second coming of Joshua. And see, here's the thing. Let me just give you something. So Moses was given the law, okay? Watch this. Moses was given the law. God gave the law to Moses. We call it a Mosaic law, okay? He gave that law to Moses. Moses died, and Joshua carried everything forward. So here's the thing, guys. So we can use that theology. You're no longer under the law. Jesus fulfilled the law 
for you, okay? And so you get to walk in a redemption, and that's so good, and that's a bunch of stuff. That's, that's some deep stuff we don't want to get off into. But new normal, you walk in redemption. You don't have to worry about all these crazy things because you can call on the name Jesus. So let's look at this. He says, now, my servant Moses is dead. Moses is dead. New normal. So now, Joshua, it's up to you, man. It's up to you. Could you imagine? Like, Moses has this relationship with God. God speaks to Moses. God reveals. You know, you may not know this, but Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible. It's called the Pentateuch. He wrote those. God gave those. He gave that information to him. He gave that inspiration to him that Moses could write those things down. And all of a sudden, he's dead, and it's your job to carry on. What in the world? New normal. Sometimes when we're faced with new normal, it freaks us out. Some of you in this, in this room right now, I feel like God's calling you to new normal, okay? And you're freaked out. God's calling you to a new relationship, a new walk. And what am I saying? Is pastor saying that your relationship with God right now is not good enough? That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that God's got more. And I think some of us are afraid to step into that. We're afraid to, to step into that new normal because it's new. New freaks us out sometimes. Uh, new is not always great. Now, if you get in a new car and you smell it, oh my goodness, there's something in there. But new freaks us out. So I can't imagine. Joshua was a strong and courageous guy. He was a great leader. But I cannot imagine that there wasn't at least some apprehension. There wasn't at least some some nerves in Joshua's heart knowing, hey, I've got to do this thing, okay? And so let's read on. So, so what happens? What do I do with new normal? And so this is what he says. Uh, God says, now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea toward uh, the, the going down of the sun shall be your territory. This is a lot of explanation, but let me tell you something. God doesn't just, God doesn't operate in randoms, family. God has a plan that is set. There's not just a random thing. You know, I think that, that sometimes we operate in the random. We operate in coincidence, but God does not do that. I was really frustrated one time. I was, I was doing, where's, where's Clayton and Jason? I was doing satellite work. And I just, you know, I thank the Lord for you guys because some people just can't do that stuff, all right? And so I was doing that job and I was getting ready to quit. I was frustrated and I was defeated. You ever just felt completely defeated before? And I was just totally and utterly defeated. And so I remember I couldn't fix this. These people had like 12 TVs, y'all. That's too many TVs. You don't need a TV in the bathroom. 
okay? You don't need that TV, okay? Go in there, do your thing, and get out. Don't watch TV. All right, I'm sorry. And I was defeated, y'all. I couldn't hook up these people's bathroom TV. And so I was leaving out, and I was frustrated, and I was upset. And there was a lady that was this big, huge house in Shreveport. And, and I was leaving, and I was upset. And, y'all, I was about to cry because I just felt so defeated. And there was a lady there working in the house, and she said, what's the matter? And I said, ma'am, I can't fix this. And I don't, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, I, I, I really want to, I just really want to hug right now. That's what I really wanted to say. But, you know, you get in trouble for saying stuff like that to people. And so, anyway, and she said, she said, son, everything happens for a reason. She said, God don't mess up. Even if we do, he don't. And I was like, you pray for me? You know, like, it was, and so here's the thing, guys. God does not operate in the random. So when you're going through chaos in your life, back up and say, what is causing this? God is not. I heard someone, Brittany was sharing me that someone was going through some stuff in their life, and I'm kind of going off on a rabbit trail here. Don't worry about it. It's okay. Um, But someone said that their daughter was just very angry with God right now because of some tragedy that had happened. Let me tell you something. God is not the author of your tragedy. We live in a fallen world, and bad things happen. And it stinks and it hurts. The worst thing you can do is to back up and say, God, this must be your fault. Because that's the one way out, family. That's the one hope that you have to hold it together. That's the one hope you have to get through those situations with your your spirit intact. Let me get back where where I'm supposed to be. So, God does not operate in the random. All right, so no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I love this. I will not leave you or forsake you. The parameters here have changed for Joshua. The mission has not, okay? Things changed. The mission stayed the same, okay? Listen, you're driving down the road and you hit something because this is Louisiana, all right? The roads here, uh, I, I saw a picture, and it was, it was talking about somebody drunk driving, and it said in, in, in uh, normal places, when people are drunk driving, they do like this. And, but in Louisiana, sober driving, you do like that because you're trying to miss them potholes, okay? Because it's bad sometimes. And uh, listen, and so you, you hit a pothole, you hit something nasty, tear your wheel up, what do you do? You get out, and you got to change some things. You got to put that donut on. I got to get the donut back in our car, Brittany. I, I forgot to put it back in. Every morning on the way to school, Piper and I, I hold my hand out to my daughter, and sometimes she goes, "Ugh," and so we grab hands. And I have to do this as much as as much as I do this for her benefit. I do this for my benefit. But I say, "What do we do, Piper? Piper, what do we do? What do we do? You don't want to say it? That's okay." I say, "I say, what do we do?" And she grabs my hand. She says, "We do our best." I say, when do we do our best? Every time. And I say, what happens if we mess up? Because we all mess up, right, church? I said, what happens if we mess up, Piper? And she says, we adjust. So sometimes you've got to make an adjustment. But listen, we don't have to freak out. When new normal sets in, we don't have to freak out. Because 
God doesn't change, family. God does not change. And although your situation might change, that person that you love might be gone. That figure that was your mentor, Moses and Joshua, may not be there anymore. So what do we do? Do we just, do we draw up into our little shell and say, well, I'm not going to do anything ever again? No, no. Watch this. This is what God says to do. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause the people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Be strong and courageous. I love Joshua 1, because watch what, you're going to have a recurring theme here. Be strong and courageous. The first thing I want to look at today, new normal, new normal land, and things just changed all of a sudden. What do we do? Lean into our purpose. Lean into our purpose. What is our purpose? What did God create us for? To love him. To love him. What if they take everything away from you? What if they take everything you've got, Miss Stacy? What can you still do? Come on, you can still love Jesus. There was a man that they tied up. Christians did this too, y'all. Um, they tied this man up and they were gonna burn him at the stake. So what did he begin to do? He didn't have anything. His money was gone. His, everything he had was gone. What could he still do? His new normal was, I'm about to get burned at the stake and die for the cause of Christ. That was new normal for him, Sue. What can he still do at that, at that point? He could lean into his purpose. And so he began to sing a praise song. He began to sing a hymn. And the only thing that interrupted him was somebody threw a rock and hit him directly in the face. And he stopped. Not to say, ow. Not to say, don't do that again. He said, hey, you interrupted my song. And then he kept going. He leaned into his purpose. Your purpose is to love God with everything you've got. Ephesians 2 says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So I want to give you something today. You love God with everything you've got. And let, let's just, let's stay on this. Let's stay talking about someone that, that's dying for the cause of Christ. Stephen, the very first martyr, what did he do, family? He didn't have anything. He leaned into his purpose. And it, it, for his last, the last thing he ever did on this planet, before he went into the arms of Jesus, he loved those people. He still loved those people. That's the example that Jesus led when he was on the cross. Father, forgive them. Listen, you can always have that love in your heart. You can always have good works in your heart. Maybe you say, Pastor, I don't have a lot of money. I can't go and like buy people a bunch of stuff. Yeah, but you know what you can do? You can love them where they're at. Come on. Say, uh, let me give you another verse here. Uh, Romans 8, 28 says, this is good, y'all. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for what? For good, for those who are called according to his purpose. New normal. Things have changed, okay? Not going to go back to the way they were. Not going to go back to the way they were. Lean into your purpose. Lean into those good things. Lean into that love that God's called you to have for other people. And it'll be okay, family. It'll be okay. My grandpa used to say, I've got a feeling everything's going to be all right. You lean into what God has for you. 
let, let's keep going here in Joshua 1. Go home, go home and highlight this entire chapter. It's so good. Only, watch this. He's going to say this again, family. You know, Jesus, when he spoke to his disciples, he would say, verily, verily, I say unto you. He's saying, pay attention. My mom used to do this because, y'all, boys do not pay attention. She would go, look at mommy. Look at mommy. And I'd be like, I'm looking, <laughs> you know, look at mommy. She would do that. And so that's kind of Jesus saying, hey, listen to me. Listen to me, guys. This is serious. And so anytime that God repeats himself in scripture, I think that it takes, let's take all, let's take all scripture seriously. But anytime that God sits here and repeats himself, let's really, really look close. And so again, here he says this, only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not run from it. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so, <clears throat> so that you may be careful to do according to your way. Uh, so that you may be careful to do according to your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. I want you to lean into God's word. Lean into God's word. Lean into the messages. Listen, I love to, I love to listen to preaching. And, you know, I, I, enjoy, I enjoy preaching. I enjoy giving a message. I have fun when I'm up here preaching. Um, but I like to listen. Can I just say something, family? Take Make sure that you, that you really listen. Make sure you really pay attention. Not, not just when I, I'm, not, I'm not saying, hey, you didn't listen to the pastor. I'm preaching up here. You need to pay attention. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying anytime that someone is speaking a word to you from God, pay attention. One of the most valuable things that my pastor taught me was to listen to those who have gone before me. Listen to those who have fought the battles that I'm getting ready to walk into. Listen to those who've got more experience. And he would say this. He would say, hey, let's go. Uh, there was a pastor, some of you guys might remember. His name was Al Eden. He was pastor over at uh, First Assembly in Bossier. And then it was uh, Family Worship Center. Now it's North Point. But he said, hey, we're going to go meet with Brother Eden. And our, it was, maybe it was Eden's. Anyway, we're going to go meet with him. And he's going to tell us some war stories. And I thought, oh, dude, he must have been like a, a soldier, you know, and I'm going in there and I'm expecting like a dude with like a flat top, you know, and a bunch of, you know, World War II stories or something. But no, he wanted to tell me stories of how he walked with Christ, how he went through those different battles. Listen, pay attention to those things, family. Yeah, get in this word, get in what this says. Come on, get you, a, if you don't have a study plan, if you don't have a devotional plan, I want you to get on one. Listen, it's so easy and it's free. Get on your, if you've got a smartphone, get on there, download the YouVersion app. You can get Bible reading plans. It's super easy. And there's even, if you get on there, you'll find people that are on there as well. Like I'm on there and you can see plans that I'm doing. Get in that word. Lean into the word of God and lean into words from God. You know, last Sunday morning, amazing service. A word was given. What happened, y'all? Y'all didn't know what he was doing. If you weren't here last week, my man sat down and took his shoes off. 
And I thought, what's he doing? Why's he taking his boots off? It is, it, this is church. What is he doing? But he was doing it symbolically. Like when God said, Moses, take your sandals off. Take your shoes off. And so and he gave that word. He gave that interpretation. And it was rest. Rest. And a lot of us, guys, I needed to hear that. My goodness. Because a lot of us, we get in the rat race. And we get to running. And we get to going. And we forget that one of the commandments that God gives us is to rest. Do you know that people that didn't keep the Sabbath would be put to death? They could be put to death in the, in, in, under Mosaic law. Did you know that? God takes it seriously. Listen to those words. Get in your Bible. Listen to the communication that God gives. And, and when someone, um, God will give uh, people a word for your life. Pay attention to it. And to continue, he says, have I not commanded you? Watch this. Here we go again. Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. The third thing I want to give you as I get ready to close this morning is lean into faith. And that's one of the hardest things to do because people get shook up. Things happen. New normal arrives and you may not be ready for it. I don't think anybody was ready for the first half of 2020. Nobody was ready for that. Nobody. Nobody was ready for people to start telling us that you had to wear masks and that you couldn't go certain places. And although it was kind of nice when you would go in the store and there was like two people in there, you'd be like, hello, hello, hello. Wow. No screaming kids. Wow. You know, um, but it was tough and it freaked a lot of people out. Now, I think that God used all of that for his glory. I believe that God used his people. Come on, Community Church North Webster was out there killing it that year. I mean, doing all kinds of stuff. And um, I think that, that the church grew worldwide. I think people came to know Jesus through that situation. But if we don't lean into faith when things are falling apart, then it just gets worse and worse and worse. So God says, be strong and courageous. And the word there means hold fast. Come on, somebody. Hold fast. Uh, I was working with Kerry Johnston. I was helping him do some stuff. This was years ago. During the summertime, I would help him. And he was like, hold what you got. Hold what you got. And uh, we were... Listen, God's not gonna God's not gonna lead you astray. But I remember we were working on a battery to a vehicle, and I was holding these two metal wrenches, and He said, "Oh, what you got? Hold oh, you." And I was thinking, I really want to let go of this right now because I'm scared. <laughs> this is gonna shock me. But He was like, "Hold what you got. Hold fast. Hold fast, family. Lean into faith. Lean into what you know. Here's what happens. Here's what happens." When you begin to go through a situation, you're frustrated, 
you're afraid, you're hurt. Things are going wrong. New normal, okay? Satan begins to speak to you. Every demon that's, that's around wants to come and, and get up. It's kind of like a little cartoon. Get up on your shoulder and say, man, don't you, don't you see that this is all falling apart? This is your fault or this is God's fault? Don't you realize that? Are you stupid? That's what starts to happen. Lean into faith. Lean into the truth that you know, okay? Lean into the name Jesus. I love that we sang that song this morning. God, meet me here again. And church family, that's what you can cry out when new normal is freaking you out because I'm gonna be the first to admit, new normal freaks me out. When, when things change, I immediately wanna say, can we just go back? Just, can, we, can we go back just a little bit? to the way it was, because I was comfortable over there, because I knew what was going on. Even if that place wasn't that great, I was still kind of comfortable. But listen, when, when Lazarus came out of that grave, what happened, family? He walked towards Jesus. He leaned into Jesus. That back there is nothing but death. So you keep moving forward. Lean into faith, family. Some of us, new normal, is a good thing right now. God wants to grow you. God wants to use you. And you've been hesitant. You have been really afraid. And I want to just, I want to just love on you this morning. Hey, listen, you got this. You got this. Come on, somebody's hearing this right now. You got this because God has set you up for success. But I want you to do these three things. Lean into your purpose. Come on. Lean into the word and lean into faith. Would you stand with me this morning? I wanna to pray together because I think that everybody in this room faces new normal situations where things change and maybe you weren't ready. Maybe you saw it coming. Maybe you prayed for it. God, I need a change in my life. Maybe you didn't. All those situations change. God never does. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Lean into that. God, I thank you for this group of people. I thank you for every family that's represented here today.